Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet health psychologist Kelly McGonigal, Pastor John Mark Comer, and model and dietitian Mae Musk. Join each of these authors behind the mic as they talk about writing and narrating their audiobooks and hear what they are most excited to share with listeners. Plus, find out which of these authors decorated the studio while recording and with what. Enjoy. Hi, this is Kelly McGonigal, the author of The Joy of Movement, How Exercise Helps Us Find Happiness, Hope, Connection, and Courage. I wrote this book because although I'm a psychologist and all of my previous books were about the science of psychology and and the type of things that I teach in psychology classes, I'm also a group fitness instructor. I've been teaching exercise for 20 years, and I have always felt that my most meaningful contribution to my actual community was in the yoga classes I taught and the dance classes that I taught. From all of the things that I know as a psychologist that are meant to help my mental health, the one thing that has always been there for me is movement and exercise. And I felt like it was time to write about it There is a lot of exciting science in this book that I did want to communicate, not only to share that message with others, but I wanted to understand myself better. And I also wanted to understand the people in my life who love a form of movement I don't love, namely running. Some of the most important people in my life, like my twin sister and my husband, are super passionate about running. And I wanted to better understand why is this such an important part of their lives? And I felt like that's a lot of what I got out of writing this book and talking to people who have a passionate relationship with all sorts of types of movements. I've written about a lot of difficult topics. You know, I've asked people to talk about things like addiction and grief and depression and stress. And somehow when I was talking to people about movement, the movement form they loved, whether it was swimming or yoga or kettlebell training, They became this version of themselves that expressed their strength and their courage and their curiosity and their hope. And I've never written about anything where I felt like I was being given this great gift and privilege to see people as that version of themselves. And I hope that this book will do that for listeners as well, that they will see themselves reflected in some of these stories and that they will reflect on their own experiences of movement and maybe even look for a form of movement that brings out the best in them. If I had to describe what recording my audiobook was like in one word, that word would be supported. Well, it's sort of like running a marathon. You come into it having this idea that you have to do it all on your own, but then once you're in the middle of it, you realize how many people there are who are helping you in small ways, like making sure the studio is cold enough that I feel comfortable recording the book and making sure I know how to pronounce words. After long days in the recording studio, being supported by having someone willing to spend time with me without me talking so that I could relax and recover without straining my voice further. And also feeling really supported by the people who talk to me for the book, who really are the heart of the book. I pinned up pictures of them in the recording studio so I could see them as we were recording the book. Every now and then, looking at the photos and feeling their true courage and contribution to this book, which gave me some of the energy to keep going. 
I realized I had trouble pronouncing the word an, A-N, which apparently I pronounce as un, which must be how I've always pronounced it because of when I was practicing it, I realized I always say un, like in an hour, and that must not be the standard pronunciation. So we worked hard on that, trying to turn un into an, and I, I plan on returning to un as soon as this audio recording is over. I'm excited that listeners will be able to hear my sincere enthusiasm, both for the topic of the book, like when I'm talking about what I love about exercise or describing what it was like to discover jazzercise when I was eight years old, and also my sincere enthusiasm and excitement about sharing the stories of the people who are in this book. I don't know that another narrator would have been as excited as I have been having actually met these people and having actually seen them and been in these places that I write about. And it's one of the reasons I wanted to record the book myself because I knew while I was reading the book, I would have those sense memories of being there. And I'd remember how I felt when I was listening back to the interview with someone in the book. And I was hoping that those feelings would carry through. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast. Well, my first thought is actually somebody who's in the book. I don't know who would do it well. But, you know, I just love the idea of people telling their own stories. But if I had to pick like a celebrity, definitely Oprah. Because I feel like Oprah has the ability to connect with anyone. You know, she can be in a room with anyone from any walk of life. And she has that quality of being really interested in other people. And I've actually met her and it felt real. And I feel like that's the right attitude for this book. Her ability to feel and create that felt sense of common humanity would be an ideal attribute for reading this book. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved is not a recent release. Gosh, it's more than two decades old now. Uh, it's called Long Quiet Highway by Natalie Goldberg. I'm the kind of person where I like to reread books and re-listen to audiobooks that I listened to at a previous point in my life. And I picked up Long Quiet Highway recently. It's a beautiful memoir. One of the reasons I love it is it acknowledges the important role that teachers can play in a child's life and in an adult's life. It also touches on really interesting themes of grief and learning and relationships. I love listening to Natalie Goldberg read her own books because she has a very distinctive voice and I feel like her voice reflects the quality of her writing. It's very direct, and it's very concrete. And I like listening to books that make me remember the last time I listened to the book. So while listening to the book this time, I actually had a memory of walking in downtown New York City. It was the, actually the previous time I'd listened to it. And I had a, just a memory of being there a few years ago. And then I had a memory of much further back when I was a graduate student and walking around the Stanford campus. And I had just had such a clear memory of what I was thinking about as I was listening to that part of the book. Books are wonderful in that way. They reintroduce you to versions of yourself and always offer something new. I love listening to audiobooks while I walk. I don't drive a car. So on any given day, I might spend between half an hour and two hours walking to and from places. There's something about the physical action of walking that creates a mind that is really receptive to new ideas. There's a quality of mind wandering 
that can meet a book. And I'll admit, I often have to rewind and go back because I realize I missed something because the book made me think of something and I went off on my garden path. But I find that it's a quality of attention that really helps me engage with books in a way that I value. Hi, this is John Mark Comer. I think it was David Brooks who once said that you write yourself into the life you want. And there's something profound about that. I mean, I traffic in ideas for a living. I teach and I write and I talk and I think. And it's so easy for ideas just to stay in your head and never actually get it into your muscle memory. And so writing for me is one way, and not at a hypocritical level, but to get ideas into my muscle memory, into my body, into the way that I actually live. John Orberg, who wrote the preface for my book and is a mentor to me, once said that following Jesus is kind of like playing golf. In golf, the actual like mechanics of the game aren't that complex, but the whole goal of golf is to get what's in your head, the rules of the game, into your muscle memory, into your body. And I think that following Jesus and just life in general is very similar to that. That's really the trick. It's how do you take a chapter in a book or an idea about slowing down and move from aspirational idea into, man, this is just in me. This is how I am. This has been neurobiologically or spiritually or whatever you want to call it, wired into who I am as a person. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, the word would be, oh, no doubt, humbling. <laughs> I was really proud of this book, but then reading it, there's so many times where you're like, that's just weird. There are moments where you're like, oh, that sounds really nice. I really like that. And then other moments where you just think, oh, I wish I'd said that differently, or that should have been better, or my perfectionism just comes out. So I guess for me, it's far less of an ego trip and more of like a, a joyful, humorous dance with humility. So somehow there's a lot of quotes in the book and I had to quote a few French people like a French philosopher once or twice, a French medievalist. And oh goodness, it's that weird thing. You know, when you pronounce a name or a word from another language, if you pronounce it correctly, especially if it's in the middle of an English sentence, you just feel really pretentious and weird. But then if you don't pronounce it correctly, you just feel like an idiot. And Americans are so, we're so egocentric in how we talk. So I guess that was the hardest part, pronouncing a few French names. Who is your dream narrator, living or dead, if you hadn't done it yourself, besides James Earl Jones and Meryl Streep? Besides James Earl Jones, who else would you want but Darth Vader reading your story? I can't really imagine anybody cooler than Darth Vader. I think in a nonfiction book, my favorite things are like a really hooky thing at the beginning to pull me in, and then some actual like practices and practical steps at the end to take away. I read so many books, I'm an avid reader, and so many of them end with these like kind of vague aspirational ideas, and they don't actually like help me change how I live that much, and they're not all that practical. So I think on a nonfiction book that, on a fiction book, Maybe this just makes me lose some literary credence. I read a lot of fiction every night before bed, but I love when a story is both, you know, blisteringly insightful to the human condition, but I also love when it ends with like a redemptive tone where there's an honest but kind of redemptive, hopeful nod at the end. That for me, like if I can find a literary book that's also happy, <laughs> that's like my favorite. So I think of that book a year or two ago, All the Light We Cannot See. That was like one of my favorite books in years. So literary, so beautiful, but at the same time, so hopeful at the end. 
Before my wife and I had kids, neither of us were really all that into athletics or sports. So our hope, like we would joke, you know, our dream is we want to be like a literary family where the kids at night, there's no TV, and we sit around and we're doing art. My wife's an artist, or we're reading books. And it's pretty fun. You know, now our oldest is 14. We have three kids. We've been married for 18 years. And none of our kids are into sports. We actually tried to get them into sports, but it's just not in our genetics or something. And all five of us are avid readers, and several of the kids are avid artists along with my wife. And we don't have a TV, never had a TV in the home. So regularly at night after dinner, you'll find us sitting around our living room, and one or two people will be drawing, and two or three people will be reading. Or sometimes, particularly on Sabbath, we have this huge couch in our living room. We don't have a lot of furniture. We have one like massive couch. And all five of us will be on it, kind of cuddled up under a blanket on a winter's day or whatever. And all five of us will be reading a novel. That, for me, it doesn't get much better than that as a family. Hello, I'm Mae Musk, the author of A Woman Makes a Plan. I wrote my book because everyone told me to write the book. I didn't plan to write a book. But everyone was saying you have such good advice. I wasn't sure what good advice I had, but I think it's just because if you learn from life's lessons, you can give advice to other people so that they experience pain less. Recording my book was a challenge, a new challenge, and I always like new challenges, but it can be quite hard on your tongue because you have to get around all the words even when your voice is getting tired. But I'm happy I did it because I really wanted my voice in there. When I was recording my book, I would get stuck on long words, maybe something like simultaneously. And it sounds fine while I'm saying it now, but when it's in a sentence and it's in the middle of the sentence, you kind of run out of breath, and so you can't get the, the long word correct, and you have to repeat it a few times. I'm excited that listeners will hear my voice with my stories. I just don't think it would have been the same with someone else's voice. So thank you. I'm most proud about this narration because I actually did it. I didn't know I could get through it all, and I did. So another challenge which is wonderful. If I didn't do it myself, I would want Charlize Theron to do it because she would have my accent. She can do any accent, but she can certainly do a South African one. I listen to audiobooks because my eyes get tired and then also sometimes you're in a car and you don't want to read and you can just listen to the audiobooks. Much easier, it's more relaxing. So the last one I read or I listened to was A Brother's Honor. It's a romance book by Brenda Jackson, and it was made into a movie by Passionflix. So I always read romance books before my daughter produces a movie. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.